Hello again, everybody. Happy spring, happy April, happy Easter, happy Passover. And welcome to episode 75 of Stew on This. Last week I introduced the acronym SUNS, S-U-N-S, to describe the four main things that I allowed to pull me away from love, from living in my heart, from living my most authentic, joyful life. Basically, the things that pull me away from living the all the things I've shared with you in the first 74 episodes. SUNS stands for shouldism, urgency, not enoughness, and separateness. I'm covering shouldism today, and though I could talk about shoulding on other people and shoulding on the world, today's episode is called Never Should on Yourself. Martin Luther King is certainly one of my spiritual heroes and mentors. And Martin Luther King had his own spiritual heroes and mentors. The main one was a man named Howard Thurman, who was a theologian and early civil rights advocate. Howard Thurman was the one who actually coined the term the island of peace in our soul, which I've used several times in previous podcasts. Thurman also said, don't ask what the world needs Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Well, that quote can certainly pose a challenge. It seems as if the world needs so much. And that advice could appear to be a bit Pollyanna-ish or a little too self-indulgent or too idealistic for today's complicated world. Or maybe it brings up the idea that it negates or diminishes the tough things, the suffering that people go through in life. Well, I believe that Howard Thurman's quote is not about so much what we do, but how we do it. He's reminding us that when we do things from a place of coming alive, meaning from our joy, our fullness, our more than enoughness, coming from a place of oneness with our heart and therefore with all life, Whatever we do carries a much more powerful and positive energy. And that kind of energy is vital, not just for us, but for our families, our communities, our groups, our organizations, the world. So Thurman wasn't suggesting that we ignore the world's problems or ignore other people's suffering. He was pointing out that when we come from should meaning duty or obligation or guilt or fear, even if what we're doing is the right thing to do, we'll be doing it more from a place of ego and separation, and we'll be putting out a completely different energy. And in that way, often, we'll be contributing more to the problem than to the solution. I believe he's saying that it's necessary for all of us to overcome shouldism and to come alive in order to make this world work. And far from being self-indulgent, to me it's a critical act of service in a challenging world. Einstein said that we can't solve problems with the same kind of thinking that created the problems. And since we're all compassionate naturally giving and loving people, perhaps learning to come alive is the very kind of thinking that would solve problems. Again, action is vitally necessary in this world, and when we come alive first, 
We're going to take action from a place of love, from a place of wholeness, and from a place of win-win for all concerned. And you know what? Nothing interferes with my feeling of coming alive than letting shoulds, ought-tos, and have-tos motivate my actions. Duty, obligation, guilt, moral imperative, cultural imperative, outside authority. When I choose my actions based on any of those shoulds, it doesn't make me come alive. In fact, even an otherwise joyful activity loses its joy when I approach it from a place of should. What makes me come alive is joy, fullness, more than enoughness. And then looking at the facts of life from there, and especially serving others from there. Coming alive doesn't mean we ignore the world. It means we become so filled to overflowing with love and life and joy that we serve others from our joy and from our fullness. This makes a huge difference. Marshall Rosenberg, who wrote a book called Nonviolent Communication, takes this even further and suggests we only agree to do something if we can do it with the joy of a young child feeding a duck. <laughs> I love that, and yet I'm sure it's hard to imagine doing things right now that we feel we should be doing or have to do with the kind of energy that he's describing. Yes, as soon as we entertain a should or a have to, we become a victim because we believe we don't have a choice. So, if there are things we currently feel we should or have to do, it might really help to consider why we're choosing to do those things. First of all, it would be really important to realize we are choosing. And we can consider the intention behind them. For instance, in Marshall Rosenberg's book, he mentions a woman who took exception with his uh, young child feeding a duck thing at one of his workshops. She insisted she had to cook for her family because it's what a mom has to do. She went further and said she hated cooking. She had hated cooking for 20 years and but never missed a meal, whether she was sick or tired or whatever. So after Marshall Rosenberg commiserated with her a bit for doing something for 20 years that she hated, he told her to hang in through the rest of the workshop. And through the course of the workshop, she came to a really important realization that she was cooking because she loved her family. That was the intention. And then she realized she could do that. She could love her family in different ways that actually helped her to come alive. And so she promptly went home and announced to her family that she never was going to cook ever again. And even though she was a bit nervous about this announcement, she was surprised when her family essentially shouted out in unison, Thank God! And it wasn't that they didn't like her cooking, but they were tired of her complaining about cooking at every meal for the past 20 years. Ah, uh, So, whenever I notice I'm about to should on myself, I use it as a reminder to connect to my heart. I affirm, then, that far from being a victim, I am more than enough to make the most loving, joyful, 
coming alive choice that serves me as well as everyone else involved. And once I've come alive in this way, I can ask myself why I'm doing what I'm about to do. I ask myself, I choose to do this because I want what? What value, what principle, what, what is really important to me that is behind this choice? And since I always want love, connection, and joy, I can choose based on what's truly important to me. I can make the choice that empowers me rather than makes me feel like a victim, rather than one that comes from a shutdown and have-to energy. Folks, you and I deserve to live in joy and to live our most authentic life. And it's beautiful that we have everything we need in order to do that. In fact, I believe every fiber of our being is crying out to do just that, to live in joy, to live our most authentic life to come alive. So let's stop shooting on ourselves because the world isn't even asking us to be anything other than what we already are and to make choices that help us come alive. Indeed, what the world needs is people who have come alive. Stew on that. See you next week.